Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for listening and watching our program here today. I have to get used to doing this because I guess it's, we are streaming now, or as they tell me, that we're streaming. Um, and we're going to make a, a segue to another topic here. It's very important, very timely right now. Um, what's going on in Congress with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops' advocacy to secure, uh, continue on with the Hyde Amendment uh, with us uh, on the line. I can't say that anymore, I guess. I can't. I, um, we're streaming, so I don't know what we say. But anyway, with us is uh, Greg Schepenbach. He is there. He is larger than life. Uh, the uh, pro-life uh, director for the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Greg, I don't know if you can see me, but I can see you. Welcome to the program. I can see you. This is high tech, huh? It's pretty scary. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking some time here this morning. We want to talk about uh, the Hyde Amendment. I think most people watching or listening know what the Hyde Amendment is, but uh, probably should go over that. But really, I think we really want to focus people's attention on what they can do to preserve the Hyde Amendment, because it looks like uh, for the first time and really, uh, as far as I can remember, the Hyde Amendment is under a serious attack uh, by... Uh, well, the administration and, and by people in Congress. Greg, the Hyde Amendment, let's just define it for folks so people know what we're talking about. Um, obviously, they should know because Henry Hyde, the person it's named after, hails from Illinois. Yeah, so the Hyde Amendment uh, been in place now for 45 years, and it was intended to ensure that our tax dollars would not be used to either pay for abortions or pay for any health plans that would cover uh, federal health plans that would cover uh, abortion or, or that our in federal federal tax dollars would not be used to pay for health plans that cover abortion. So it's it's two parts. Uh, funds cannot be used to pay for abortions or health plans that cover abortions. And it's been it's it's not in the law, right? I mean, this is kind of one of these sort of aberrations where Congress every year has to go in when they do the budget, they have to uh, give it its blessing, if you will. They have to approve it. It's not part of the standard law that it just is is there every year. We don't have to worry about it. We do really have to go in every year and make sure it's reauthorized. That's exactly right. So it is not permanent law. It is a what they call a writer to an appropriations bill, and so it has to be attached to that appropriations bill, which has to be uh, approved every year by Congress. Um, there's 12 different appropriation bills that they have to pass to fund the government, and one of them is the Labor, Health, and Human Services and Education uh, Bill, and it is that appropriations bill that includes the Hyde Amendment as well as the Weldon Amendment um, and, and some other pro-life uh, quote-unquote writers or policies and so it is law but it's not permanent law. it has to be approved every year and it has for uh, 45 years now but in re I was, as you were talking I was trying to think of in, in in my career I don't remember it being this uh, high profile and this under attack it, it, there's been years where it's been a little bit more you know a little more nervous than other others I think, you know, when uh, President Obama was in the first time, I think there was some talk of that. But I never recall it being this uh, under attack and threatened. Um, so right now, uh, because I think it's probably because, and I don't remember where, where President Obama was on it. You Perhaps you do. But I know President uh, Biden has been very public about his comments of, of wanting to repeal Hyde. And the Democratic leaders in both the House and Senate have also been very public about their desires. And 
they have the majority. So that's I think that's what is really driving the most recent uh, crisis. But I, I don't recall years past of being this uh, the Hyde Amendment being this threatened. No, and it hasn't. Okay, there has certainly been. Um, you know, attacks against it going back a long way and efforts to weaken it. Um, but this is really a, a the most serious threat we've ever seen because, as you mentioned, um, you have a president um, and who actually put out a budget. For, I think this is the first time a president's put out a budget that doesn't include the Hyde Amendment. And then you have the, the majority in both the House and the Senate um, the, the, the heads of the or the leaders of the appropriation committees, the majority leader, uh, and in, in both the House and the Speaker, and the or majority leader in the Senate, the House Speaker, um, who have support, give strong, strong support for the repeal of the Hyde Amendment. So you really have a trifecta there in, in the White House, the Senate, and um, the House who are committed to repealing the Hyde Amendment. So it is without doubt, I doubt, the most serious threat to this policy since its um, inception 45 years ago. And, you know, we've made the point for many years that, uh, you know, the Church is clearly pro-life, protects the unborn at all stages from conception, not only the unborn, but but all stages of life. And uh, this is pertaining to not so much your position on, on abortion per se, whether it should be legal or not legal. This is about using your tax dollars, and for those of us who are very passionate about our position on the abortion issue, using our tax dollars to pay for something that is you find morally reprehensible, wrong, and our money should not go to, to, to fund those, those, that, that procedure. And, and, and it's more than that. It's like you said, it's, there's some things with, with, with health plans and those kind of things. So um, the Bishop's Conference has underway a petition drive. You have a lot of things going under on, on right now. So let's just talk about that. And I think now through our newfangled technology here, we can put on the screen some of these things, and we will attempt to do so with no guarantee that it will work. But why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the activities that, that you have underway to get people to, to urge Congress not to enact this? Yeah, the, the most important um, action item that we have for uh, grassroots Catholics is our petition at notaxpayerabortion.com. Um, our idea is to try to replicate the postcard campaigns of the past. For many Catholics, you might remember mm -hmm. um, some of the major postcard campaigns that we've done in the past, for example, to uh, against the Freedom of Choice Act, where right. literally millions of Catholics signed postcards and mailed them into their uh, members of Congress against uh, to speak out against the, the, the Freedom of Choice Act. So, you know, because of the shorter time frame that we have with um, this Congress and the, the attacks against Hyde, as well as all of the restrictions from the uh, from COVID, you know, doing a physical postcard campaign uh, was not really feasible this time. So we've tried to replicate that in the digital sphere. And that's why we've created this landing page, notaxpayerabortion.com, with a very simple action uh, uh, item for people to go there. And that's just to sign the petition, uh, name and email address. And, and then um, we are following up with subsequent emails to those who sign the petition um, to let them know uh, at each step of the appropriations process when the president's budget came out without Hyde. Um, when uh, the House started uh, putting out and, and voting on and advancing appropriations bills without uh, Hyde, without other 
uh, provisions like Hyde that prohibit the taxpayer funding of abortion. So, but this, the very simplest thing, we, we need millions of people, if we can, to sign the petition, uh, to send a very strong message to Congress um, that this policy must remain. This is a, a, it's always been a bipartisan consensus policy that regardless of what one, per, what a person thinks about abortion, whether it should be legal or not, vast majority of Americans believe we shouldn't be forced to use our taxpayer dollars to pay for this act of violence. Exactly. And um, while you were speaking, we did have up on the screen that uh, screenshot. There it is. No taxpayer abortion. Um, and like you said, I did it the other day. It's really easy. I think the only thing I had to do is I think what you said is I just put my name in. I think my email address is, is I think the only thing I did, I did, if I recall correctly. And it's very easy to do. Um, you just go to no taxpayer abortion and sign up. And like Greg said, we're just trying to get as many people as we can to sign on to this. This is the way we have to operate because of the time constraints. This came up kind of fast. The time that you would take to do the, the it, doing a postcard campaign is a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of labor. It's a lot of people sitting in back of the church, collecting the postcards, making sure they get the right place, blah, blah, blah. But this is something we can do. We can do it fast. We can do it expeditiously. And we can, and it makes an impact uh, to show Congress the, the number of people who are out there who do not want their tax dollars going to pay for abortion. Greg, run us through the process a little bit. So we're July 19th. This program is going to air on Monday. Uh, the budget has a process. The fiscal year begins September 1st, no, October 1st. I should know that. Uh, <laughs> it ends September 30th. It begins October 1st. So what they're doing is they're preparing, Congress is preparing its budget on how the country will spend its money through the agencies beginning on October 1st. So that's what this is all about right now. So what? when would this wrap up? What's the time frame? Um, this is just the start of this. We got a little, we got probably a couple weeks to go on this. Yes. Well, as some people may know, the, the preparations process in Congress starts in the House. And so we're seeing action now in the House to um, to uh, mark up and vote on the 12 different uh, appropriation bills um, that will be finished uh, uh, today, uh, in fact. Um, and so the you know, preparations committee has now marked up and, and voted out I believe all of their appropriation bills. So the next step is for those bills to be taken up and, and voted on by the full house. And we expect that to take place, the, not this coming week, but the week of the 26th of, of July. And, you know, if depending upon what they do, I mean, we presume that the house will likely pass uh, most of these, if not all of the appropriation bills, largely on a uh, party line vote then the focus turns to the Senate. And um, uh, I, we, we are fairly hopeful that uh, on the Senate side, uh, appropriations bills, especially Labor H, will not advance without the Hyde Amendment. Um, you know, with the filibuster in place, it takes 60 votes to pass um, uh, any appropriations or general legislation. And um, it, uh, it, 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 they clearly don't have 60 votes to pass a bill without the Hyde Amendment. Um, so our hope is that that the Senate is our backstop uh, in preserving these policies, but we cannot, we must not take that for granted. This is clearly this. The Hyde Amendment is on a razor's edge. Mm -hmm. as, as we said at the beginning, we have never seen this level of attack against the Hyde Amendment, the Weldon Amendment and other pro-life protections. And it, it is so critical 
that Catholics and other pro-life individuals speak out in a huge way to Congress to say, don't mess with these bipartisan longstanding policies. So it's, I just can't emphasize enough to, that, that we need to speak out now, because if we do not speak out, even if we preserve it this year, it will uh, signal weakness. And we cannot do that. We have to send a message to Congress that this has huge, massive support by the American people and uh, to discourage them from uh, any further attempts to repeal these these policies. Very good. I couldn't say I can't say any better. Um, you're exactly right. I mean, you mentioned the backstop. The backstop is only as good as those who are building it. And we need as many uh, voices out there. And this is the quickest way to do this, to express our desire that the Hyde Amendment stays. Um, and so what we'll be doing is we will use the best you know means we can. We'll, we'll get this interview out on on social media and send it out. And, and you know, I, I'll say this, too, and I think it's important to underscore because most of the people listening to this are probably in Illinois. There's this, this goes to also to Indiana, Wisconsin now because of the station we're on. But I think it's still important to emphasize to people, and especially in Illinois, you know, they kind of get discouraged because Senator Durbin is clearly not in, has been supportive of pro-life for forever for a while and senator duckworth is in the same and some of our congressional delegation uh, is fits that same description but nevertheless they need to know and they need to hear from you because if they don't hear from you they're just going to assume that everything's fine so i know people get discouraged sometimes in states like illinois but this is not a time to be discouraged this is something that is i think greg indicated we can prevail here but we have to work hard we have to do what we can do which is raise our voice and i think this is a real good way to do it it's called no tax taxpayer abortion. Get on the website. It'll take you the better part of, what, 20 seconds, <laughs> maybe? Uh, and you can say you've done something to help preserve this very, very, very important um, rider that goes in every year so your tax dollars don't go to fund something that we know to be morally uh, offensive. Uh, anything else, Greg? I think we got it. Uh, we're going to keep saying the same thing over and over again until we get enough signatures. How's that? That's great. That's great. what we need. Right. Good. Hey, Greg, thanks for taking some time this morning. Good to see you, albeit uh, virtually in this kind you. of strange format. But uh, thanks for taking some time. You bet. My pleasure. Thanks, great. Bob. Thank you. Bob Gilligan with the Catholic Conference. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're going to come back um, with Rahina Guidos, who's a reporter for the Catholic News Service. And she's going to be talking about some very uh, uh, important uh, th- developments in the country of Cuba and how we can help out people who are, need our assistance more than ever. It's Bob Gilligan. Don't go away. We'll be right back.